0: This is The Book of Life, a podcast that uncovers life lessons from Judaism's most important book, helping you power your day with purpose. Here is Ruchi Koval. When I was 16 years old and learning how to drive, I remember feeling perpetually overwhelmed. I could not for the life of me figure out how people watched the road, paid attention to their speed, checked their surroundings and the rearview mirror, pressed on the accelerator at exactly the right amount of pressure, and paid attention to where they were going all at the same time. This seemed, to my teenage brain, to be an impossible feat. And I remember asking my parents how anybody does it. Don't worry, they reassured. It all becomes an instinct. It does seem that some people never quite develop the instinct, just saying. But the truth is that learning something new can certainly feel very overwhelming. This is the meaning of the term a learning curve. It means that one needs to allow time and space for the discomfort and adjustment of learning something new. We like to be proficient and we like to execute our tasks flawlessly, But for every flawless task executed, there are hours of awkward fails, lapses, and mistakes, all of which led to the flawless execution. The biggest mistake is to give up before one reaches a level of proficiency because they're overwhelmed or daunted by all the imperfect experiences that must be traveled along the road. When I was a newlywed living in Israel, I remember chatting with a friend on the phone. I was finding the newlywed life and our new move to Israel to be totally and completely exhausting and overwhelming. I wasn't used to anything. I did not know how to grocery shop in Israel. I could not figure out how to set my oven when it was marked by Celsius degrees. This was before Google. The ingredients were in millimeters and kilograms and my recipes were in cups and ounces. My Hebrew sounded pathetically American to my own ears and I could not for the life of me understand the news on the radio. Also, I was trying to be a wife and housekeeper, neither of which I knew how to do. My friend confided in me that her father had told her that marriage was an adjustment. Marriage is an adjustment, I said. How come nobody told me that? I thought that marriage was stepping into this new and heady existence but I was not prepared for the learning curve. The study of Torah is no different. One of the most well-known sages in our tradition is Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was completely ignorant of his heritage until the age of 40. He was a poor shepherd, and he fell in love with the beautiful Rachel, daughter of his boss, whose name was Kalba Savua. So Rachel told him that she would be willing to marry him, but only if he studied Torah. This prospect completely overwhelmed him. He was a shepherd. That's what he knew. That's what was on his resume. That's what he was good at. One day, he was sitting with his sheep by a waterfall, and he noticed this rock that had a small hole bored right through it. He watched it and noticed that there was a small drop of water coming down consistently on that spot in the rock. He realized that the one small drop of water had actually created a hole straight through the rock. So he thought to himself, if this water, which is so soft, could bore a hole straight through the hard rock, then maybe Torah could also cut through my hard heart. So at the age of 40, Rabbi Akiva went to the kindergarten classroom and started studying the Hebrew letters of the Alephbet together with the five-year-olds. I can only imagine his awkwardness and embarrassment as a mature man of 40 sitting with the young children and practicing his Hebrew reading, ah, ga. But 24 years later, Rabbi Akiva became known as one of the greatest leaders and teachers of the Jewish people. He had cultivated thousands and thousands of students, and ultimately he was responsible for the continuity of Torah through the Roman occupation and persecution. It was his genius and leadership that allowed for Torah study to continue after the temple was destroyed in the year 70 and to continue to be studied and perpetuated today. It is Rabbi Akiva we have to thank for some of the most iconic teachings in Judaism, such as this. Love your neighbor as yourself, this is one of the most important precepts in the Torah. See, I think a lot of times we let perfect be the enemy of good. We want to be really good at something. We want to be perfect at it. We want to be completely proficient. Maybe we're used to being proficient in other areas of our lives, like in our social status, our financial level, our professional expertise. And when we're asked to learn new tricks as an old dog, we think that it's too late or too little. But the truth of the matter is that it is never too little and it's never too late. With Torah study, with a new skill or hobby, and even, according to my dog trainer, with actual dogs. In this week's Torah portion, Moses is approaching the end of his life. He gives the most stirring and rousing speech of his career to his flock. And he tells them the following in Deuteronomy chapter 30, For these mitzvot that I command you today, they are not hidden from you and they are not distant. It is not in heaven for you to say, Who can ascend to the heavens for us and take it for us so that we can listen to it and perform it? Nor is it across the sea for you to say, who can cross to the other side of the sea for us and take it for us so that we can listen to it and perform it? Rather, this matter, the Torah, is very near to you in your mouth and in your heart to perform it. What is Moses trying to tell the Jewish people? As he prepares to take leave of them after a long and colorful career of leadership, it's this, the Torah, studying Torah, attaching to Torah, living Torah. It's not too hard for you. It's like anything else. It seems hard in the beginning and you will make mistakes and you may find it foreign and you may feel overwhelmed by the language and the concepts. But if you stay with it, if you breathe through the learning curve, if you allow yourself to go to the kindergarten classroom, so to speak, to make the mistakes, you will find yourself richly rewarded. But if you say to yourself, it's too hard for me, it's too far, I can't do this, it's beyond me, then you'll be deprived of the beauty and wisdom of your own heritage. Moses is reminding us of the accessibility of our faith, our heritage, our birthright, that we are all entitled to have access to Jewish wisdom, and that he is encouraging us that if we can learn to drive, if we can learn to read, if we've learned how to be in a relationship, then we can also learn to be the most amazing Jew that we can be. This is the Book of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Join Ruhki again next time for more meaning and inspiration from Judaism's most important book, To Power Your Day With Purpose.